Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. From our own Jeff Claybaugh. Election 2022, the day after, not yet clear who will control Congress with races up in the air in both the House and the Senate. We'll talk about Virginia races with political analyst Stephen Farnsworth, who joins us at 410. It's 4 o'clock. CBS News on the Hour, presented by Liberty Mutual Insurance. I'm Monica Ricks in New York. Georgia voters will head back to the polls in just a few weeks. There is one race in our state that is going to be moving to the December 6th runoff. That is the race for the United States Senate between Senator Raphael Warnock and Herschel Walker. That's Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger. Early voting starts before Thanksgiving. Meantime, CBS's Jerika Duncan tells us Pennsylvania's tie Senate race came up blue. Women in the Keystone State backed Fetterman over Oz by 15 points, while men supported Oz by 13 points. And it looks like concerns over abortion rights played a major role. This is one of the only states where abortion was more important to voters than inflation. And there were a lot of firsts in this election. CBS's Vladimir Dutier says voters in Alabama, Arkansas, Massachusetts, and New York elected their first female governors. And a Gen Z candidate got the W in Florida. 25-year-old Democrat Maxwell Alejandro Frost has a message to doubters. Gen Z and millennials make up about a third of the country, but we're nowhere near a third of the government, and think we need a government that needs to look like the country. He was easily elected in Florida's 10th congressional district in the Orlando area. He focused his campaign on stricter gun control laws and abortion rights. Now the Sunshine State's bracing for another possible hurricane as Tropical Storm Nicole strengthens in the Atlantic. We live on the Indian River in uh, Port St. John, and we have a a seawall that took a little beating a month ago, but we hope it will uh, last through this hurricane. The CDC says at least one person has died and 13 people have been hospitalized in six states over a listeria outbreak. Those illnesses are linked to deli meats and cheeses. Russia is now transferring basketball star Brittany Griner to a penal colony. CBS's Kimmy McCormick. Secretary of State Antony Blinken said in a statement the U.S. strongly protests the movement of Griner. The Women's National Basketball Players Association called it a scary, seemingly never-ending nightmare. The Supreme Court is hearing a federal challenge that gives preference to Native Americans in foster care and who are up for adoption. CBS's Steve Kathan. This is a dispute over a 1978 law, the Indian Child Welfare Act, which is a way for tribes to protect their families and cultures. What's at stake here is our ability to protect our children from institutions that just see them as a commodity because they're something that can make the adoption industry quite a lot of money. Cherokee attorney Mary Catherine Nagel filed a brief in support of the law. Three white families have argued it's unconstitutional. The Dow down more than 600 points. This is CBS News. Liberty Mutual customizes your car and home insurance so you only pay for what you need. Visit LibertyMutual.com to learn more. Good afternoon. We're happy you're with us on this lovely Wednesday afternoon, November the 9th, 60 degrees.
I'm Hillary Howard. I'm Sean Anderson. Our top local story before we get to the election 2022, we do need to talk about the post-midterm election sell-off on Wall Street. It was kind of big. WTOP's Jeff Claybaugh has closing numbers and a summary of what happened, especially late in the last hour of trading. Jeff. We're at some of some of it from the lack of a red wave, which the markets tended to favor, but mostly it has been a series of disappointing earnings reports and cryptocurrency took a big hit. Bitcoin fell below its lowest level in more than two years by the closing bell. The Dow was down 647 points. The S&P 500 down 80. Those are 2% losses. The Nasdaq down 263. That's 2.5%. Today's losses follows three straight days of big rallies. Sean Hillary. Thank you, Jeff. Now to election 2022, the day after. Still unclear who's going to control Congress with races up in the air in both the House and Senate. Keep it here on WTOP for the latest developments, including a discussion of what stopped that red wave this year. Virginia political analyst Stephen Farnsworth joins us at 410 when we will be talking a little bit more about that. Now let's talk about some of this unfinished business. A number of races around the region are still undecided. One of them, the contest for Maryland's 6th Congressional District. That's where Republican Neil Parrott is currently leading incumbent Democrat David Trone 51 to 49 percent. That district goes from northern Montgomery County all the way to the western Maryland border. The only ballots still being counted are the mail-ins. There are also some undecided races for county executive. In Frederick County, Republican Michael Huff has a roughly 10-point lead over Democrat Jessica Fitzwater. In Anne Arundel County, Republican Jessica Hare leading Democratic incumbent Stuart Pittman, but the count of mail-in ballots hasn't started. And in Howard County, Democrat Calvin Ball holds a wide lead over former Republican executive Alan Kittleman. It's a rematch of their 2018 contest. And now to D.C. and its crowd race for a couple of at-large council seats. Of the eight candidates, incumbent Anita Bonds is projected as one of the winners. She has 32% of the vote. Now, outgoing Ward 5 Councilman Kenyon McDuffie got more than 22%. Alyssa Silverman, the other at-large incumbent in the race, trails at 19%. Keep it here for WTOP updates as we get them all through the afternoon. Now, the biggest competition came months ago in the primary election for D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser. But she won a third term and is looking ahead to the next four years, wanting your input. Don't expect much change in D.C. as the city's mayor, Muriel Bowser, prepares for a third term. We're going to build on our big successes, uh, recognizing that we still have challenges. In a Victory Lab News conference, Bowser laid out in broad strokes what those challenges are. We're focused on ending gun violence that is destroying families and upending communities. But we're also focused on reimagining our downtown in our corridor investing in our middle class, and getting young people back on track. Lots of questions were focused on youth crime. If I see a teenager who has been shot, it's more than likely it's a teenager who did it. At the Wilson Building, John Dome in WTOP News. And then there's this this afternoon. Virginia Republican Governor Glenn Youngkin is apologizing to House Speaker Nancy Pelosi for comments he made shortly after a man attacked her husband with a hammer. In a personal note to the House Speaker, the Republican governor is apologizing for these comments he made at a rally for Congress candidate Yesley Vega about the attack on the Democratic House Speaker's husband at the couple's California home. 
there's no room for violence anywhere, but we're going to send her back to be with him in California. That's what we're going to go do. In a statement to WTOP, Youngkin says the full intention of his comments was to categorically state that violence of any kind, especially that perpetrated against Speaker Pelosi's husband, is not just unacceptable, it's atrocious, his words. And he also says he didn't do a great job with that and that his personal letter to the Speaker reflects those sentiments. The apology letter was first reported by Punchbowl News. Mike Marillo, WTOP News. It's 4.07. We have learned that Maryland Governor Larry Hogan says the election results yesterday are moving him closer to a White House bid. Hogan shared that with CBS News correspondent Robert Costa. He said he felt like he was on a lifeboat by himself in the GOP with everybody on what he calls the Trump Titanic. Now he says they need a bigger boat. Hogan isn't the only one with possible presidential aspirations. Virginia Governor Glenn Youngkin is also said to want to become president. And we'll talk more about Virginia politics and the election coming up after traffic and weather. Stay with us. Thursday. Don't let a pretty face fool you. She swiped right and took a chance that cost her dearly. The 7 News I team reveals a dating app courtship so devious it cost this woman six figures. Thursday on 7 News at 6. It's the CMA Awards. Country music's biggest night. With an all-star tribute to Loretta Lynn and performances by Harry Underwood, Morgan Wallace, Miranda Lambert, and more. Luke Bryan and Peyton Manning host tonight at 8 on ABC. Then wake up with 7 News on your side in the morning. WTOP at 408. Slow or clogged drains? Call Michael and Son and get $100 off at train cleaning today. Traffic and weather on the 8th and when it breaks. Dave Dildine in the WTOP Traffic Center. In the district on the Rock Creek Parkway, the road work continues near the Kennedy Center, but following the rush hour lane reversal, northbound traffic is no longer sent onto the Potomac Freeway and can continue northbound toward Virginia Avenue on the Parkway, slowly northbound in the normally southbound lanes. And this time of the day, we don't have southbound traffic, so that solves that. Inbound traffic on 395 is very slow now across the 14th Street Bridge and on the freeway. Now, as 395 becomes 695, heading for South Capitol Street, you get past what has turned into a minor crash in two lanes to the left. It started as a broken-down car. D.C. police on scene, two right lanes getting by eastbound on 695 toward South Capitol Street. D.C. and Interstate 295 volume delays outbound in Maryland on the Baltimore-Washington Parkway, slower than it should be inside the Beltway. Likely a lane blocked before the Beltway interchange on the Parkway. 95 in decent shape, Beltway to Beltway. Volume delays in Montgomery County, but residual crash delays in Prince George's County. In fact, it's slow out of Alexandria across the Wilson Bridge and through Oxon Hill. It was a dump truck into a Jeep or vice versa. In any event, it was after exit 4, St. Barnabas Road. The right side, far right side, remains blocked. In Virginia, the big deal is in Chantilly. A gas line was struck by a contractor westbound on 50 beyond Route 28, heading for Lee Road. The right side is blocked. There is room now for two left lanes to get by, so that's a little relief. But it's still slow getting by in two lanes westbound on 50 out of Chantilly. 66 eastbound after 123 had a minor crash on the right. Westbound getting heavier in Centerville. Volume delays on 395 and 95 southbound toward Woodbridge and Stafford. Visit Fitzmall.com to find a safe used car. Fitzgerald has hundreds of cars, trucks, and SUVs. Next to a new car, Fitzway used cars best. Visit Fitzmall.com today. 
Dave Doldine, WTOP Traffic. Ryan Miller with the word on a rainy forecast Friday. No concerns weather-wise this evening. Temperatures under clear conditions will drop into the 40s tomorrow morning when you wake up. We're talking upper 30s and lower 40s for overnight lows. And sunshine to start your day tomorrow. We're going to be noticeably milder with highs in the middle 60s. And clouds will increase throughout the afternoon hours tomorrow. On Friday, periods of rain could be heavy at times and very gusty conditions at times as well. And temperatures will be mild. We're close to 70 degrees. The rain should wrap up here early Saturday morning. The breezes, though, we're going to stick with us until Saturday. I'm Storm Team 4 meteorologist Ryan Miller. 58 in Chantilly, 59 Penn Quarter, downtown D.C., 56 in Columbia. All brought to you by Long Fence. Save 15% on Long Fence decks, pavers, and fences. Go to longfence.com today and schedule your free in-home estimate. 411. Now to election 2022, the day after. There's something for both Democrats and Republicans to celebrate in those two high-profile Virginia congressional races. In the 7th District, Democrat Abigail Spanberger was able to withstand a strong challenge from Republican Yesley Vega. But the seat in the 2nd District is flipping from blue to red as Democratic incumbent Elaine Luria falls to Jen Kiggins. Well, joining us live on Skype, Stephen Farnsworth, political science professor and director of the Center for Leadership and Media Studies at the University of Mary Washington. Washington. It's great to have you back once again, Stephen. Thank you. Glad to be here. So what do you make of that split decision in Virginia? Well, I, I think that in many ways, Virginia's election this cycle wasn't really much of a surprise. The districts, the new district lines favored the Democrats in the 7th and the 10th in northern Virginia. And then the Republicans had the advantage in the lines that were drawn relating to the 2nd District in Hampton Roads. Uh, in many ways, both sides got their activists out. Uh, and so we had pretty high turnout compared to many uh, midterm elections in American history, uh, in part, I think, because we had some competitive races, and we don't always have that here in Virginia. Yesterday, we talked about the fact that Virginia is a bellwether. You certainly expected it to be one. How did that manifest? Well, in many ways, the split decision that we saw here in Virginia was reflected nationally uh, in districts not unlike the 7th district here in Virginia, districts that are largely suburban in terms of their electorate, um, you see a, a continuing struggle with Republicans and Democrats for those contentious uh, areas of American politics. The Democrats tend to win the urban areas and the Republicans the rural areas. And so the real action is in places like the 7th, those suburban districts that could, depending on the issue mix and the quality of the candidates, uh, go one way or the other. And so we were looking at Virginia thinking in the eastern time zone this wasn't going to be a wave election. And sure enough, uh, it uh, didn't turn out to be that big ray, red wave that Republicans had hoped for. And why do you think that happened, taking it uh, broadly all through the country? Well, I think two things are really part of the conversation here. I think one of the factors, of course, is that Democrats had the opportunity to change the subject away from the economy. The economy was really, really powerful for Republicans. Polls show over and over again that a lot of people were worried about economic anxiety. They were worried about the future, the price of gasoline. Uh, but the Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe versus Wade and in the 7th District, I think the misstep by uh, candidate Vega on the abortion question, created an opportunity for Spamberger to change the subject. And that really, really helped her. Um, the issues of culturally conservative republicanism are sometimes a tough sell in suburban districts. And that was the case in Virginia 7. Hey, very quickly, you know, there was a lot of talk about democracy being on the line. A lot of people went out and voted and a lot of people have been heard. Has this changed that conversation for you? Well, I do think that this dynamic 
I think we lost him. Oh, there we go. Well, we'll have to ask him some other time because I wanted to hear that answer. Uh, he was uh, keeping us in suspense there because <laughs> okay. I think he had a good answer. All right, that was Stephen Farnsworth, political science professor and director of the Center for Leadership and Media Studies at the University of Mary Washington. Sports next. At T-Mobile, we believe people deserve more without paying more. That's why the new iPhone 14 with its amazing camera is on us and Apple TV Plus is included. Wow, this is like expecting a Christmas caroler. Decked all with boughs of holly. But getting a whole choir. With an epic horn section, too. It's so cool. I'm capturing it all with the amazing camera on my new iPhone 14. And at T-Mobile, you also get our price lock guarantee, which means we won't raise the price of your rate plan for talk, text, or data. So what are you waiting for? Switch to T-Mobile and get iPhone 14 on us with eligible trade-in on our max plan. And get Apple TV Plus included. Get used to getting even more from T-Mobile. 24 monthly bill credits plus tax for well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling service to continue remaining bill credits or credit stop and balance or required finance agreement is due. Apple TV Plus on us up to $4.99 value. Price lock for replan price of current on network service for eligible lines. Excludes taxes, fees, promos, and third party services. CTMobile.com for details. Sports at 15 and 45, powered by Red River. Technology decisions aren't black and white. Think red. Dave Preston here, the Caps and the Penguins. Yes, and while the Capitals' power play has been somewhat soft early in the season, it's been percolating lately for head coach Peter Laviolette. I think the challenging thing is that there's been some pieces moving in and out of the lineup, and that makes it a little bit more difficult. We hadn't had a lot of practice time over the last 10 days, and you know, so we're putting it together you know, through video and through meetings and stuff like that. Penguins. Penguins ranked 26th on the penalty kill this season, and they've lost seven in a row, 730 faceoff on 1500 AM NBA. Brooklyn drops the interim tag and makes Jacques Vaughn their official head coach. This week's Military Bowl DC Touchdown Club High School Football Player of the Week is DeMath, the running back Brendan Wyatt. In one of the biggest regular season games of the season, he rushed for 217 yards and three touchdowns, leading the Stags to a 28 14 victory over Good Counsel in a meeting of two of the region's top 10 teams. DeMath now 9 1, gets the number one seed in the WCAC playoffs. Be sure to visit WTOP.com to read more about Brendan and see highlights from the game. Dave Preston, WTOP Sports. Thank you, Dave. Out of the top stories we're following for you on WTOP. Things still not settled on Capitol Hill over which party will control the House and Senate. The Georgia Senate race between Republican Herschel Walker and Democratic incumbent Senator Raphael Warnock is headed for a December runoff. President Biden is speaking on today's elections. We'll have more on that coming up later in the hour here on WTOP. Speaking right now at the White House. Meantime, the local election results aren't all in yet. One of them is in Maryland's 6th Congressional District, where Republican Neil Parrott is trying to unseat Democrat David Trone. And before the mail-in ballots have been counted, he is leading Trone by about two points. Virginia Governor Glenn Youngkin wrote a letter to House Speaker Nancy Pelosi apologizing for comments after her husband Paul was attacked at their home. The Speaker has received the letter and accepted the apology. Stay with WTOP for more on these stories in a few minutes. Coming up in Money News. The Dow tumbled 647 points. That was a 2% loss. One in eight mortgages is now one of these. I'm Jeff Glabel. WTOP at 418. 
It's traffic and weather on the 8th and Dave Dildine in the WTOP Traffic Center. Into Washington, D.C. on 395. Northbound traffic is slow from the 14th Street Bridge toward the 3rd Street Tunnel as 395 becomes I-695 on the southeast-southwest freeway. Heading for South Capitol Street, it started as a broken-down car, turned into a crash, and two right lanes are getting by slowly eastbound. On the Rock Creek Parkway, northbound traffic no longer diverted onto the 66 Potomac Freeway. You can ride in front of the Kennedy Center using the normally southbound lanes as road work continues in the normally northbound lanes. Traffic is still slow, though, heading into Georgetown on the Whitehurst Freeway and inbound on Canal Road as the last of the folks who were detoured try to get themselves out of Georgetown. In uh, Virginia, on 50, westbound through Chantilly, still slow under 28 toward Lee Road. The gas line was struck. The emergency utility work blocks the right lane. Two left getting by, westbound on 50. 66, no major incidents. Had a minor crash eastbound east of 123 on the right. 95 southbound, another slow afternoon from Springfield to Fredericksburg. Bailout on Route 1 toward Woodbridge. Uh, and on the outer loop, getting heavier through Alexandria. Volume delays have been steadily building on the inner loop from McLean across the Legion Bridge into Montgomery County, 270, uneventful, slow at times, 95 Baltimore-Washington Parkway between the beltways in okay shape, volume aside. Inside the beltway on the parkway, northbound traffic slow from 202 past 410. Something's been tying up a lane before the beltway interchange. We had a crash on River Road westbound near the beltway. That ought to be clear, but it's a long-term work zone eastbound on River Road near Western Avenue with only one lane getting by in the long term. Biometric technologies have changed how we protect our identity. Idemia solutions are designed with privacy in mind. Learn more at identitywithintegrity.com. Dave Dildine, WTOP Traffic. Back to Storm Team 4 and Ryan Miller. Ryan, uh, this is looking good, although you got a lot of rain headed our way at the end of the week, huh? Yeah, it looks that way, Sean. It looks like Friday is going to be the day we're going to pick up what will be the remnants of uh, what is now Tropical Storm Nicole, as it's going to be impacting Florida here tonight and early tomorrow morning. That system is then going to move our way here throughout the uh, next 48 hours and bring impacts to the region on Friday. Let's get to the uh, short term, though, and talk about today and today. Tonight, I should say, with temperatures uh, in the 50s right now, we're going to fall quickly into the 40s. Mostly clear conditions here through the overnight. Tomorrow morning, our lows will be in the upper 30s and lower 40s with mostly sunny skies. We will see sunshine in the morning lead to clouds in the afternoon, noticeably milder tomorrow with highs in the middle 60s. And as I mentioned, on Friday, look for periods of rain on and off heavy at times and pretty windy conditions with this system. The good news is the rain's going to get out of here by early Saturday morning. The winds are going to stick with us on Saturday and then really cold weather coming in here for Sunday. 58 degrees in D.C., 56 in Gaithersburg. Hillary Sean right now in Dale City. We're at 61. Thank you, Ryan Miller. Brought to you by New Look Home Design, the roofing experts. Visit NewLookHomeDesign.com. Coming up on WTOP. A Fairfax double murder conviction thrown out because of juror misconduct. I'm Dick Yoliano. 421. We've been together for 30 years. 35. 35 years together and never an argument. Oh, we fight a lot. That we couldn't settle. But we finally agreed on cannabis, of all things. Our friends had had a good experience with it, so we decided to give it a shot. And we both agreed we didn't want to go sit in some doctor's office with a bunch of masked strangers waiting for a medical cannabis card. We did. Oh, thank God. So we went to VeryHill.com and qualified online for our medical cannabis cards in just a few minutes. The simple payment plan made it very manageable. Yep, woman gets what she wants. I'm a force of nature. 
Join the millions of people who've qualified online for a medical cannabis card with Veraheal. One low fee covers the cost of consultation and the card. And if you don't qualify, your fee is refunded 100%. Get started today with easy financing. Visit Veraheal now. That's V-E-R-I-H-E-A-L. VeraHeal.com. Because of the ongoing pandemic, someone at or below the poverty line in our community, like Omar, is now having to do this. You're actually having to break down the dimes, the quarters, the pennies, and say, well, how do I stay fed today? No one should go hungry, especially during the holidays. Provide hope and food with a grocery bag with a gift of just $25 through Central Union Mission. Give now at missiondc.org. This is WTOP News. It's 423. Getting around Tyson's is now a little easier thanks to a new bridge over the Beltway that's recently opened. This bike and pedestrian bridge connects the Tyson's Corner Center Mall and residential areas east of the Beltway. Fairfax County Board Chair Jeff McKay. It's an investment in the environment. It's an investment in people's quality of life. It's getting cars off the road and making sure that Tyson's is a complete walkable, bikeable community. That's what people want. Well, finally, uh, the federal government is reviving its interest in and support for infrastructure investment. Virginia Congressman Jerry Connolly in pointing out that federal money went towards the project. John Aaron, WTOP News. New this afternoon, a Fairfax judge has thrown out the double murder conviction of Megan Hargan, a woman found guilty earlier this year of killing her mother and sister. Here's WTOP's Dick Giuliano. Fairfax County Commonwealth's attorney, Steve Descano, says he's disappointed and will move forward to prepare for a new trial against Megan Hargan. 35-year-old Hargan was tried last March for the 2017 shooting deaths of her 63-year-old mother, Pamela, and 23-year-old sister, Helen of McLean. And she was accused of staging the crime scene to make it look like her younger sister had shot her mother and then herself. Descano says it was a juror's inappropriate actions that led to the conviction being vacated. Dick Uliano, WTOP News. Federal Headlines is presented by Paraton. Doing the can't be done for national security. I'm Peter Masurli, and here are your top headlines from Federal News Network. A high number of openings for federal cybersecurity positions means a high-risk job classification, according to the Office of Personnel Management. Agencies have made some progress, though, hiring about 42,000 people since 2015, resulting in cyber professionals comprising about 7% of the federal workforce. And the IRS's success rate in going after tax cheats rose above 90% in fiscal 2022, accounting for more than $31 billion in financial crimes. For more on these stories, go to federalnewsnetwork.com. Money News at 25 and 55 after the hour. Jeff Claybaugh, tell us what happened. Doesn't look good. Post-election day sell-off. It followed three straight days of big rallies, but by today's close, the Dow was down. 647 points. The S&P 500 index down 80. Those were 2% losses, much of it in the final half hour of trading. The Nasdaq finished the day down 263 points. That was 2.5%. Those 11,000 jobs Facebook is cutting to get a handle on expenses are the equivalent of about one out of every eight Facebook jobs. Facebook has spent more than $9 billion so far this year just on its metaverse project. Its stock has lost 70% of its value. With fixed-rate mortgages at a two-decade high, more buyers are opting for adjustable-rate loans 
One in eight mortgage applications last week was for an arm. The average size of an adjustable rate mortgage, $697,000, is twice the average for a fixed rate mortgage. Jeff Claybaugh. WTOP News. Money News is brought to you by General Dynamics IT. Join GDIT to grow your career beyond your imagination in government, defense, health, and intelligence. Evolve your world. Apply now at GDIT.com slash careers. President Biden makes comments on the election. We'll talk about it next. 426. Caring for atrial fibrillation requires a team of medical specialists working in rhythm to create the best treatment plan for your unique risk factors. At ANOVA, our integrated AFib team works together to provide personalized care that is proven to achieve the best.